Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 178. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So you go upstairs and Hella looks up as you come into the room. She's just finishing putting out the meal, which is not the bread bowls with stew of yesterday. This is a better meal. Ooh, There's like showing off for some high status folks. Well, you yeah. paid ten gold. That's right. <laughs> There's like some slabs of steaks and it's like your typical three veg side. You got some broccolis, you got some carrots, you got some other purple stuff and potatoes. This is like a real dinner being here. And um, Aheleth has a bottle of wine that she puts on the table and then she like spins and rotates the other way, like away from your party. Yeah, no, that's probably good. Like you're coming into the room, she rotates away and like heads out like the back servant door type thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably for the best. She's probably on a wanted list somewhere. Uh, but you now have a spread with some, some nice fancy steaks and there's a bottle of wine in the table. What sort of meat do you think this is? <laughs> Uh, Trick does cut off a piece. He knows mates around somewhere, and he doesn't want him to cause any trouble. You're offering a sacrifice. Yes, he will offer a sacrifice. A magpie flies through the room, <laughs> flicks it up, chomps it out, lands on a shelf high up to it. Hepa's pondering about what kind of hunting is around because we don't raise animals for slaughter. So you you like... express that the curiosity and and Terwain says this is this is steak. Steak like venison steak or. And Maeve tells you... Too large to be rabbit. <laughs> Maeve tells you, no, humans raise cattle. Cows. It's said in a kind of you stupid elf sort of way. Yeah. So like, uh, elves are so ignorant. It's not a matter of like, elves are stupid. It was. It's more a matter of like, we were trying to raise these animals. You guys, right, Jesus, what? She doesn't say all that, but that's like the context here. Right. You know that people in his name were like raising animals and stuff right. like that. Okay, but she didn't know what like the yes. purpose was, so. Right. You know what, I think it help us like that does kind of explain, because they seem kind of ungainly for writing, is maybe even what she says. But I think in her mind, she might be wondering if like the Manu clan, as they get older, they seem to get crotchety here. Because that's her experience is <laughs> the older ones are like... Like all crotchety. They just had some traumatic life experiences of being forced out of their own way of life, having a second way of life, devastated, and going through a horrible war, and then being dispersed as refugees. So, I mean, comes yeah. slack. Yeah, but like Terrain, <laughs> she's so bubbly and friendly, but like Cersei's, he's just like a well, cloud follows him. Yeah, because Terrain is uh, on track to be a horse lord. And... Yeah, but I don't, she hasn't met enough horse lords to maybe it. Maybe all the horse, like Oik is like, hi guys, how's it going? You know? <laughs> Maybe. They might be very all, jo- all very jolly. Just the grind of human life wears you down. Maybe that's <laughs> Maybe. what it is. The constant weight of knowing there's so few years. Yes. We shall tell she tells Daddy about how she ate a cow stick. <laughs> <laughs> and a honey mead. All right, Trick, you're essentially the host here. Right. Uh, Trick opens it up with just some small talk. Uh, Ask me if she saw like any good recruits in the archery contest. Ah, okay. So we're starting so- with small talk. Uh, yes, just to, to smooth things out a little bit, since it's already a little contentious. Okay. Are you going to socially drink wine? Are you going to try to be careful at all? Or are you going to make a resilience check right now for reflecting how alcohol affects the course of this conversation? I think he's socially drinking. Is that, that that's a thing? That means I'm drinking to be polite? Yes. Almost? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Then I will not intrude resilience roles on this conversation. Okay. It is a dandelion wine that is what you were drinking. How do we know? Does it say on there? It, got a picture of a this, this wine actually has like a label. There's a drawing of a, a flower that you recognize as the dandelion. And I bet you we have dandelion wine. That's probably the funny thing. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. It's probably all of them. 
<laughs> it may not be of elven make, but like elves would certainly have access to that. Well, and I can compare it to what I know of elven dandelion wine. Yeah. Uh, so lead off with some small talk. Okay. Maybe trickle inject like, oh, that person. Oh, uh, she was next to me. She seemed to be doing pretty well. Just uh, she, I don't think she has appropriate equipment for her skill level. So do you want to make a charm check to yeah. talk up this wanderer's daughter? I gotta get through. Oh, mom's cool. Mom's cool is two reds and a purple. Yeah, that's a problem. That is success. Uh, however, there is a despair. All right. She already knows you're witty, and she already knows you're a compulsive liar. Yep. But you have succeeded in talking up this youth. Yep. From May's perspective, she's here for two reasons. She's here to get to know you better. As an olive branch. The past is past. Right. But she's also here to get information related to what Meravir is planning, that information that maybe Terwain has. Is um, the despair that, like, it's success, like, she files that away, she's like, thanks for letting me know, that's not why I'm here. Yeah. I think how this goes is, yes, she already thought that person had potential, but she makes note of your assessment of them. And yes, elves are all great archers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but... Maybe that's what she saw in Elf. But so what she says is, but I'm not here to, to talk about my work. And she she turns to Terwain and she says, how does she say this? Like, is she very direct or is she, is it like, what do you know about this weapon smuggling business? As though Terwain is fully aware of it. Yes, so I think she turns to Terwain and she says, what have you been getting yourself involved in? What's this about weapons smuggling? And, and are you seriously going to be acting against Gwedry, you and your friends? <laughs> I felt like, because like, she was really considering the the an, Andador or whatever. Like, she was like distracted, like, do they think cousin is the same word? Like, what is, like, I think she's, and then what? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, like, and suddenly like, knives are out. Yeah. <laughs> cousin just means anything, right? At uh, which point, Terwain's eyes go, like, wide. And, and, uh... You have a despair here. here. Yeah. You're gonna try to do something before Terwain escalates, or do you want Terwain's... Trick will physically interpose. Okay. Just like Terwain's hand, like. Yeah. Whoa! Let's all, everybody, cool <laughs> it. Just finish. I'll make a resilience check right now. This is what an average and easy. This is easy. This is not a very alcoholic wine. Yeah. Have his eyes are super wide. <laughs> what just happened? Success. No problem. Whoa. Let's, let's time it out, back up here. Terwain, Dame Terwain, May, Captain May. Step back for a second. Let's try to share information first and understand where we're all at. Just so everybody's aware. And I don't think everyone is yet, so let me make this clear. Dwarves from Dunbane have been selling a large number of weapons, say an army's worth to someone and smuggling them into South Tower. That someone, according to the Dwarvish ledger, is named Merivir. Terwain's like, okay, like, okay. You, you just provided some important context here. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what's going on? Either that or she knows, and she's just faking this innocent act. That's possible. <laughs> That's what I know. I've seen the weapons myself, because they're the manufacturer of this many weapons is causing a great deal of trouble. Uh, in the forest. Long story, won't get into that, you don't need to worry about that. I thought that people here would want to know about this, that it would be important for people who are maybe close to Gwedry and close to Merivir to be informed, and if there's things they need to sort out, there's things they need to sort out. It's not my place to meddle in these affairs. <laughs> no, we just meddle enough and then we get out before we have Just to enough and then we beat it. Yeah. So that's my stake or the forest stake, the elves' stake in this, we can point out where the smuggling tunnels are, if that would also be of assistance. Like I said, that is the evidence I have seen, but I don't understand your human culture. You want some kind of charm, negotiate? Is this leadership? Because I'm trying to calm people down. Yeah, I think leadership might be appropriate. Uh-oh. How difficult is this, then, against one of their disciplines? Or not exactly that, against how pissed off they are. We'll treat it as, like, combined discipline pool here, which is not good for you. Okay, hit me. Using Terwain's better will and Maeve's better discipline. 
So it's two reds and a purple. Can I assist using proper upbringing at all, or is Ooh. that just mine? I don't know if we're in polite company or not. They both would seem very warrior, but... <laughs> so you can assist in the context of helping him with his leadership check. Right. Proper upbringing is not going to apply to this at this point. Like, if right. you make a check afterwards, you can employ proper upbringing for that. Yeah. Um, but for helping him with this check, it would be a blue die. It can be, narratively, it can yeah. be your, like, politeness. Pro yeah. But after he makes his role and we see some repercussions, if you want to make a role and use that on the role, you're, you can do that. But as, yeah, as that... you try to smooth things over. Because this is definitely an appropriate place for that. Right. Since these are people of high social status. Trish, how's your leadership going? I spent a story point. Okay. That is many successes and two threats. The hand of Terrains that was like headed towards the hilt because of the offense to her honor. <laughs> Let's just kick off the Civil War right now. This is what I'm Why wait? I don't think Alric even knows the magnitude of what could be damaging in his... Everyone is welcome. I may regret this policy. <laughs> so you succeeded. So you get them to like, everybody takes a deep breath. Approaches it again. You have on here some threats? Yeah, I don't know if you want me to take those as like a black die. Whatever I do next, or... You could take it as a black die. I don't know if, if strain is going to come to a factor in this equation. It might, because I'm already down to. It's up to you. We're not handling this as social combat, but like you could end up stressing yourself out anyway. Uh, yeah, let's do the strain then. I understand everybody's got strong feelings about this. That's why I wanted to bring it to everyone's attention. Okay. I just figured it out. The the Manu clan are just a little hot-headed. Maybe. <laughs> you wish to inject some politeness here? It seems like Trick may have that under control, so since it seems to be a little bit more of a family thing, maybe I will just... I mean, it's really not, though. <laughs> That's just who I Oh, but I do you. know like what some of what he's saying. I was there for the data piece, so... Just yeah, a... I, can, I can add to that. Just a second voice. Reiterating what, that. What you were saying of what you knew. Yeah. But what would I mean, you, you were the one who read the ledger in the funny dwarvish script. Yeah, I mean, I saw the ledger. I don't know how much she would be able to recall. A lot. You're a smart person. You studied the ledger. It's pertinent. You don't need a role to recover those details. It was like a bar chart. It's got a visual impact. That's true. You could easily, you could easily say, like, oh, yes, two dozen axes and four dozen swords. Or is it measured in tons or whatever? So yeah, then I will, I can list up, maybe bringing in data would be a comic because we're getting to like, a, that's a non-emotional thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so then Hepa will start listing, she will use pro proper upbringing, if I may. So yeah, so I guess, I don't know what that is, a so charm it's, check I think, to speak or what? So it could be a charm check or we could just make it a knowledge check, like you're reciting like mm. the, the facts that you observed. Yeah, would it be knowledge adventuring because we learned it adventuring? Well, I think it'd be knowledge adventuring because it's highly focused on weaponry. Okay. So, yeah. So, then I have an advantage on that. And then, yeah. So, I'll say it in a polite way. Well, no, like, I'm, I'm adding to the conversation. Yeah. I'm kind of in, interjecting myself into the fight. So, what is the difficulty? Two purples. I'm upgrading one of them to a red. So, this using is... a story point. Two successes and... Uh, Advantage. <laughs> and then the advantage for that. So two successes, Probably. two advantages. So you recite all of this, and this is important. You are doing it in a fashion that these two warriors are like, yes, those are real weapons, right? Those are real weapons that groups intended to fight together would have. Yeah. I feel like they're also both tabulating, like, how many squads could you equip? Oh, yeah, because it would be like a strategy thing that right. they would know, oh, yeah, you don't just use halberds going through. I don't know. Okay. She's wearing a sword, right. so... But what Terwain will say is, Terwain makes a comment that some of those are dishonorable. The weapons themselves? Yes. To fight with them. What it was an example she gives of it. Like, Trick asks, like, what's a dishonorable weapon from this list? Poison arrow wasn't on the list that I saw. <laughs> no. But she comes from a culture that's, like, heavily sword-based. Right. Like clubs with nails or whatever. It's kind of like <laughs> your... Dwarves would not be manufacturing clubs with nails, but some of the weapons are, like... Is it Morningstar? Is this... The spiking top? Yep. Right. Or a mall, maybe? Right. So there's things like that, which are like to smash and pierce. So from Terwain's perspective, the types of people who would be using 
some of these smashing, piercing weapons, she has a low opinion of that type of person. Like it would suggest that like you're planning to equip some some thugs. some like street thugs. From her perspective, yeah, some some thugs. No honorable warrior would so, be fighting with those. Right. Not as much finesse and maybe more geared towards taking down knights. <laughs> so there was definitely like a lot of generic sword and and. But a pick would yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a pick, like that's. Awful lot of pikes in there. <laughs> right. So so that like Terwain again. Her honor was a little bit offended by what Maeve said, but you, like, calmed things down. But, like, you're listing these weapons, and Terwain is saying, like, some of these are dishonorable weapons. Like, no horse clan member would use those. Oh, okay. She's pointing out that they, it can't be, or it seems very unlikely right, that it right, would be. yeah. And when you ask her to explain what she means, you know, when she lists some of these, like, smashy-type weapons, Maeve. Who fights? Who has a... Has a mace on her right now. Who has a mace on her. Um, I mean, also, heavy infantry fight with maces. Right. Maeve tells Terwain, that's your father speaking. There is nothing, like, about a weapon that says anything, like, any type of person can wield any type of weapon, particularly in times of war. And then she, like, she's like, I understand. We're not at war anymore. Um, <laughs> She's heard that before, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she says, like, particularly in times of war, you take the weapons that are available and you use them, and it doesn't say anything about your honor that you are using a particular weapon. It's a tool. This is an excellent philosophical debate <laughs> to have another time about the morality of particular weapons. <laughs> Ugh, gosh. So you think that, assuming that it would be this Maravere, maybe she has allies that would be not horse lords? Or maybe it's just a matter of causing some trouble if you arm some local mercenaries, and then she can come in and save the day, I don't know. Her name was on the ledger, and we heard it from delivery person. From one of the, from the carters. But I think the ledger would be more. Yeah, <laughs> Dwarves are known for keeping very meticulous ledgers. They're accountants. They're among the highest tiers of their society. Unless the horse lords are known for being tradesmen or traders, so maybe she's the middle? (laughs) Terrain says, no, we are not. Mere merchants. Yeah, kind of. Okay. She she doesn't view tradesperson as a desirable thing. Right. (laughs) The dishonor amounts. A tradesperson peddling... Discernible weapons to fund a rebellion. All right, so you've said two plausible things. One, that we're just going to hire some thugs and equip them with this. Also, possibly is going to put down this uprising. Right, also, one other question. The ledger, was it all weapons? Was there no armor? Was there? I don't remember. That would just be another indicator that it's people you plan to hire to do some dirty work for you as opposed to equipping your own army. Just to get killed? Because you don't care about them. I believe there was only weaponry. Trick will bring that up. Maybe that's another indicator. I'm not the tactician. No, that's a valid point. I don't know if you were planning an insurrection, how you would go about doing it. Well, just I was thinking about in Dunban, perhaps they specialize in weapons. I guess what Hepa might say is we don't know if they were sourcing the armor from elsewhere or if that was the complete list. I don't know if the or or the dwarves weren't making armor because there was no order for any, or if that's their specialty. I mean, we got to see the whole ledger of what like had been ordered and what was going to be ordered. And there was no armor anywhere on the list, so either they don't make it there or it wasn't ordered. I don't know enough about the dwarf reputation of Undone, but well, I thought they had you know pretty nice hospitality. Their uh, forge are pretty nice. Oh, I meant to for her. what their yeah, their like, crafts are. <laughs> Trick can't stop himself from like, oh, that was a very nice place. <laughs> their weapons seem nice. Yeah. All right. But I just wanted to get you two as representatives from who might know better how to handle this, who frankly have a lot more at stake in this so, than some outside. So Turing turns to Maeve and says, so you are wanting me to spy on Miravir for you? And Maeve's probably like, that would be perfect. Actually, yes. Glad I didn't have to access to myself. You're a, you're a go-getter. <laughs> and Maeve actually pulls back some of your lines from earlier. Well, don't you think that if the highest of the, the horse lords is, is being dishonorable, that is the most important to bring to the light of day? 
to cleanse them from uh, I think she needs the like clan's ranks. A charm check, though. <laughs> or maybe leadership. She's trying to manipulate her. Yeah. She's not really issuing it as an order. Okay. So I think charm is probably more appropriate. We establish she has presence, but not necessarily charm. She has not presence. That she's shown. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say she she does not have charm. Um, you must get that from Endador. Yeah, we're gonna find out one day what I get from him is a mean right hook. Pow. Okay, she's gonna take a black die on this though because um, some of her prejudices towards the society she's attempting to manipulate are a little apparent here. I'm gonna give this to you two for free here. There's a certain scorn-ish quality to Mavis' speech towards Terwain here that is not so dissimilar to her taking jibes at the Estrin elves. I would suspect this is a, like, army versus horse lords. Like, (laughs) like, cavalry is, like, a totally separate, like, not just different purpose, but, like, that is a totally separate part of the army. But when she's kind of like, you know, ooh, your honor is so important to you, like, your forest is so important to you. So there's the same sort of thing right. going on here. She said to fight for every single thing in her life. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard a scornless thing from her yet, so it might just be her. <laughs> Again, the Manu tribe seems like they've got some crotchety older oak. Salty. It's very salty in this anyways. <laughs> they don't like magic. They don't like elves. They don't like horse lords. Okay, so this is going against Terwain's cool, and Terwain is actually not super cool. Terwain does not have super presence. No, she's got average presence, and she's got one cool, because she needs it for battle. Yep. But I am going to upgrade for Maeve's sake. Okay. She has one threat, but she succeeds this. So, Terwain says, I will do this, but I will do this for the honor of the Horse Lords. I am not doing this for you. And that's what she says to Maeve. That all sounds good, and it's like, maybe it's nothing, maybe Maravir is just a pseudonym someone is using. In order to cast aspersions. Was it or Maravir or just Maravir? On the Dwarves' Ledgers, it just said Maravir. Okay. Maybe it's a way of deflecting blame. I don't know. And at the same time, here in South Tower, maybe some official personnel can check out that tunnel. If you want to talk to anyone who's bringing goods through there. But again, I pray at leniency. These are merely people doing their job. Yeah, it could be. I'm just picturing Terwain just got pulled into something that has nothing to do with the horse lords. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. All right. And maybe, maybe just observe them for a while. Don't, don't let them know that you know. <laughs> um, Maeve tells you not to tell her how to do her job. Do you want to roll? Uh, I think Trick can't let us slide. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's. Okay. Like you can make a roll, or she can make a. a roll she should make a coercion check. Yeah. I'm just picturing how she does her job normally. Trick will inject a clever retort. Uh, Trick has two purple dice of discipline. She succeeds with three threats. Do you want to learn anything about her? I think Trick will be kind of like, right, we'll tell you how to captain the guard, it won't tell you how to parent your kids. <laughs> Terwain actually like kind of like swallows a snort of laughter at that. Just to let me know she's a... Uh... She might have a high horse, but she's not on a high horse. <laughs> All right, she had threats on uh, this. The threats can, can be, like, trick will, like, back off. Like, this that's was, why I brought it to you. This but I just asked leniency for those who, who are merely hired work. She succeeded her coercion check. Yes. I think that would be what would be leading you to back off. Yes. The threats are things that are bad for her. I don't know if it's bad for her to offer leniency to criminals. I would think it is for someone who instills law and they... Although she's, she's more of a military yeah. than a legal person. But this is a threat to the government, so... But uh, the dwarves aren't exactly criminals. The oh, people no, no, delivering no, no. Are... Well, like, the people delivering is. That's an easy target. Yeah. She has no desire to go after the people who are doing the deliveries. Unless they're paying, not paying their taxes. <laughs> Unless this is all just a large tax shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Maybe it's, like, she wants to move on to new topics. Okay. Like, that's settled... And, like, this is the in we can get to, like, that's, like, that's settled. Like, why don't we give you your elves from the forest? We can give you a tour of the Earl, the, the tower itself or something, since we were maybe interested in being oh, at the library. Okay. That would be advantageous to you. and That's not necessarily a negative for her, but that's 
taking time out of her day, that's frustrating. Right, right. But in her interest in catching up on 30 years of lost time. Right. I mean, if she wants to get rid of Peppa, all she has to do is introduce her to somebody that will take her to the library. She may not know that, but that would be a good thing to, good way to get rid of her. Or to just to tell her to leave. (laughs) She would probably go to. All you need is like a mother figure to tell you to go to your room and you do. Well, I'll acquiesce and then go wherever. (laughs) That's right. Yes, mother. No, mother. (laughs) So she's like, all right, all right. So she snapped at you not to tell her how to do her job, but then she's like, all right, but we're here for a nice family meal and we're all supposed to be reconnecting. We got that out of the way. Now we can enjoy the steak, which has gotten only a little bit cold. <laughs> and Hippa does not wonder why Nasir didn't invite her for family dinners. <laughs> um, trust me, you didn't want to. Eat, you don't want to eat the garbage they serve downstairs. So she's a little bit at a loss as to how to make casual conversation with you. Triple ass. Like I saw you had a really interesting bow. I've never seen one like that, and I've, I've seen a few different ones. Where is that from? Did you make that yourself? No. She knows how to make these bows. The one that you saw today being used for the range shots, she only really takes that one out for important occasions because it was your grandmother's bow. So it's it's a family heirloom essentially from the before times that she retained um, and that she is had all these years she keeps it in good shape but she does not use it regularly she has a similar bow to it that she herself made that Hmm. she uses uh she explains to you that it is made from several different types of wood like the instant she says that trick is like oh no (laughs) anything involving multiple types she doesn't start listening to mom she's not a bowyer like yes she knows how to make this but she's that's not her craft she's not obsessed with it so she tells you it is a composite of multiple types of wood Oh, I like Trick actually like is able to relax as so she does not launch into a, a treatsy on different types of wood. Is your knife a family heirloom? I think it was just made by Cersei's, so I've had this knife forever. Uh, that is not an heirloom. <laughs> yeah, but it was made by Cersei's. Yes, yes it was, huh? as were most of the knives in his and hand. I mean, it's gotten me out of a few scrapes. That one you had since your... I've always had this knife. I mean, we did find a knife in his hand, but it was Well, not... yes. That was with your... You were too small to use it, it is true, but... Yeah, no, I, I figured that out. Meanwhile, uh, Dwayne's sipping her drink, trying... <laughs> That's Hepa's shot at trying to get a connection. Yeah. I mean, you, lo- you loved him, right? You gave him a knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, what does Dwayne say? Dwayne is actually interested in armaments and weaponry and things like that. That's true. Like, so Dwayne actually, like... Oh, she was interested in, like, and how did an elf come to be raised... Or how did you come and raise in the forest? Right. So Dwayne asks, like, oh, can I can I see your knife? Absolutely. It's good. Um, All-purpose. And, and and she's like, how wonderful that you, like, made sure he was armed even as a child. Uh, yep. Yep, that was it. I admit, I've used it more for butchering wild boar. Uh, the, the bow works a little better for me, but that's just my style. Uh, Terrain looks over it. Uh, you're, you've become accustomed to hearing, which is like, it could be better taken care of. It's a decent knife. <laughs> you should see my other knife. Oh, you have more knives. <laughs> uh, let's not worry about it. I'm more of a bow person. She returns the knife to you, eats some more steak, some more vegetables. And let's see. And then so she she says to, to me, she says, so you left him as a baby? Whoa, man, she is... <laughs> Man, if I could just plant plant thoughts in her head of things to ask, (laughs) Asuka and Adori, but she doesn't know that. Uh, Triple actually interject. She left me in safe company during the war. As you can imagine, traveling with an army, you know, uh, I wasn't the uh, astute uh, primal hunter that you see now. The Snickers all around. (laughs) I think Nate probably says something at that point. Okay, yeah. I can only buy him off for so long. He's finished off his meal. Yeah, and Mate says, stupid, stupid. <laughs> For example, I've tamed this incredibly stupid bird. <laughs> no longer does it steal from people, now it only steals from me. <laughs> Mate swoops down and like snatches a, a treat off your plate. Lift this, he can have it. <laughs> Frick does not even try to stop him. He gives him like a little pet, though. Mm-hmm. So, um, Maeve, how did you meet Uncle Nasir? Trix just starts eating. If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> but his potatoes are great. 
Maeve tells you that your uncle Nasir was with the group of elves who... All right, she's going to try a charm check, but she's not really charming. So what's <laughs> your cool? Two greens. I'm not very cool either. She's not charming and you're not cool. She's got three dice, though. But I, Okay, so I'm trying to remember. She knows that Nasir fought or something? He doesn't Are like you asking what Heaven knows? Yeah, I'm trying to think of back about like what she knows of Nasir versus what Trick knows. What Hepa knows about Nasir is that Nasir is a water dowser. Yeah. And that Nasir was with the group of elves, which included your father, Thrandalil. Right. Who were defending the southern border of the forest. Okay. Against human incursion. Okay. Um, so they, maybe they were scouting, like scouting party or something? Border patrol. There was a significant... It was more than just like, hey, there's five elves here. And you know this from the Woses, too. Right. Like, there was a large elven presence to like, right. be like, what are these humans doing here? Okay. That presence included Nasir, and it included your father. So this makes it even more interesting, because if that if that was involved, then she probably has met her, her father. Like, oh. her father, it might also give her a little okay. bit of information so, on him. Okay, so, but right now you're just asking about Nasir? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, because now she's very suspicious that Nasir is not actually... Trick's father, so this is information for anything. All right, she's managing to be polite and charming. So she, like, suppresses saying anything nasty, and she succeeds in telling you that there were elves who uh, took issue with the settlement of Hissenham, and there was some conflicts, and this your uncle Nasir was part of their group, as, as far as I know. I... Didn't know him terribly well, but he was one of the water dowsers. So you may have met my father as well. I believe he was in the parties around that time. And who's your father? Thrandall. Oh yes, I met Thrandall. Well, great. You know, I'm wondering if I need to make a check on this. A subtext check. Hepa is smart, so what I want to ask is, is this how you met Andador? Okay. You can ask that. So I can ask that, but I don't know if I need to well, make you, a check. You know, well, no, you can ask that because Trick said Anador was an elvish lord. Yeah. Like, so that's a completely legitimate connection. What I, I'm getting from Maeve is she's not committed to maintaining this idea that Nasir is Trick's father because she was like, I barely knew him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would think having a child together would be a little bit more than <laughs> barely knew. So yeah, and that's I think that's what she's gonna say. It's kind of niggling at her about the name. Mm-hmm. So then she will say, "Is that when you met Andador?" Well, Andador introduced me to Thrandalil. The name seems familiar, but it must have been a friend of Daddy's. It's your father's brother. I've I've never heard of this. <laughs> no, I mean, cool check. No, no, does Hepa, Hepa's never heard of this? No, you have never heard. Okay, you're like. I guess I did hear that name in my household. Then, like you have heard that name, you had no context for it. Okay. You don't know of a brother that your father had. Do you, you mean a biological brother? Yes. Hepa has to decide if she thinks Maeve's pulling her leg. She doesn't seem like that type of person. These humans and their silly jests. Uh, Maeve turns to you and says, "Your people have a lot to answer for." We're not perfect. We try to take care of what we have. I have never met. Maybe he died. Maybe. I think we'll just have some questions for him. I might have to ask get back. I apologize. I guess I have some <laughs> questions for Daddy. <laughs> I was not aware he had a brother. Yep. Apparently, you know, they're, they're well we think they answer for. <laughs> so, what do you for fun? Trick? Maeve asks. <laughs> uh, let's go fishing. Fishing's pretty <laughs> good. realizes we're cousins, just in a different way. Yeah. That was a nice touch. <laughs> I wanted to preserve the cousinness. Yeah, that was, that was nice. Uh, I like to go fishing. Uh, sometimes I uh, tell stories after a fashion. You know, some people tell stories on a campfire. Uh, I might tell one downstairs later tonight. We'll see. Terwain perks up and asks, are you a herald? Yes. Uh, lying? What is her vigilance? Her vigilance is purple, purple, red. Wait, and he's a lord is what I've heard? He's an elvish lord. Like, like my father. Yeah, your father's social standing. Your status is much higher than you think it is. 
No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, we thought you got it all from Nasir, and my mother married into that, but you were born into it too. All right, success with one threat. Okay. Uh, Chick makes a snap decision, and is like, Harold, like, that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, Harold, Bard, all the same. Is it another job? It just sounds like an even better, like, you're just paid more than a Bard, right? Yeah, but sometimes I like to slum it <laughs> down here. What did you end up doing with her favor, by the way? I still, it's probably still wrapped around my arm. Okay. And you introduced her to your mother. Two cousins. It's just a family reunion. Uh, yeah, so I, I tell stories. I, uh, you know, spread news around, things like that. Uh, are there any uh, crazy family trees in the, in the horse clans? Well, we're talking about that. Crazy family trees? In what sense? What would make one crazy? More crazy than ours? You're right, it's pretty crazy. Is there anyone who thinks that someone was their parent and then realizes someone else was their parent? <laughs> are you saying this is a dig towards no. Steve? Or are you yeah. just like... And so Tawane says, I've always known who my parents are. How about your uncles and <laughs> your aunts? I have an uncle. He's a noble fighter. Does he ride as well? All the family does? Yes, he was a knight in um, Conrad's army. And uh, he married my father's sister. And she turns to... To Maeve, and she uh, she said, that would be Inic. I don't know if you know they got married. And Maeve's just kind of like, that's fine. No. <laughs> Didn't I was invited to the wedding. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how the brothers have a type. Maybe, oh. maybe. <laughs> so, Sir Wayne asks, so are there, are there so many crazy trees in your forest? Family trees? Well, there's a lot of crazy trees. They're not all family trees. Nothing? Nothing? Some okay. of them are, are druids. That is true. There's a woman who's got part of a tree growing out of her hair. Terwain is like, whoa. And Maeve is like, lies, lies, lies. <laughs> when certain uh, elvish druids become more attuned to their, their fairy nature, they become literally in tune with it. And rather than just commanding the power of nature, they, they become it. They embody it. I think it's more like a branch, but I haven't... I'm pretty sure this thing's growing in her hair. But it's rude to stare, so I haven't been able to get a good look. Yes, but I mean, you just ask her all the time. Although it's hard to get a straight answer out of Fenelon. We do not have much magic on the plains. Sometimes mages pass through, but it is not a common practice among my... Do people not practice magic from the horse? Is it harder to do from the horse? I have never seen a, a mage in the saddle. Generally, they are on foot when they travel through our lands. I do not know if they could cast while riding. Well, do mm. sorcerers do it in the elven lands on ponies? Generally... And druids, or...? Generally, your casters are on foot, which raises the interesting question of, does one need to be physically in contact with the ground? That's true, because no. Hepa's never thought about that. Like, Because they eventually learn how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but she's I never tried to cast while on a horse, but... It hasn't, a try. it hasn't occurred to her yet, but she could. Or from a cart. Or just while well, you jump in the air. Well, I mean, she did it. What was the floor made out of in the Dwarven Tavern? Was stone. It dirt? Okay, stone. So stone, is that ground? Is it hewn? These are just things that are now going through Peppa's head. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's clear Tremaine has no um, problems with No magic. prejudices against yeah. magic. Correct. It might scare the horse. Perhaps it is too much for the rider to be thinking of at the same time. Maybe. The mages I have met seem very wrapped up in their thoughts. You don't say. And one must be very much in tune with one's horse in order to have it understand what you want without directing it. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> that must be nice. How long have you known your horse? Sorry. Uh, Glom and I have worked together for ten years. How long do horses live? For once, Trick will ask the age question. That depends very much upon how much battle is one seeing and how skilled one is. We'll say 30 years if somebody is taking care of their horse well. So most of a career. Horse lords take care of their horses and they can see as much as 30 years. But then Owick was riding, he is older and he was, isn't he? And he was riding. That's not Owick's first horse. No, no, but he was charging right at you with that stick on that horse, and that didn't slow him down at his age. Well, 
Oik is riding a horse that is also probably close to 10 years old. Maybe it's like some people just are more worried. I guess ponies don't live nearly as long as elves, so while an elf will like, care for their pony, they know it's going to pass away. An elvish scout will outlive many most of their mounts. I, I take care of Glum, but I understand that I may have other mounts, and perhaps Glum will retire before I do from the field. I think that'd be a, you know, a nice... That's a nice end for a war horse to be able to retire. Certainly the horse that I first rode as a as a mere child was an older horse that has was no longer seeing battle. Hmm. And your bird. How long have you had your bird? You know, it feels like years. <laughs> or too long. <laughs> Didn't we meet him at the start of the festival? <laughs> what day is this? You're correct. <laughs> yeah, but birds, magpies don't live that long, so as a measure of his life, depending what he does, <laughs> may be very short. Clever. <laughs> Clever word. You know, some days you wake up and you think, I don't think that bird's going to survive the whole day. <laughs> Pixie dragon. Yeah, he picks, I don't know what he learns stuff. It is a new relationship. Uh, so Maeve says that um, she was going to offer you a tour of the Earl's Tower, oh. but it sounds like you might have an engagement tonight. You mentioned performing your storytelling job. Would you like the tour of the tower tomorrow? Yeah, I think that'd be nice. That would be good. We've had a busy day already, so... That would be wonderful. She doesn't know if she's invited, but anything that gets her close to the library, if I will. Yeah. Uh, Maeve turns to Terwain and says, do you care? And... Terwain says, no, I've already seen it. I don't need another tour. She has the Grand Melee to go to. Well, Maeve's not offering to do it during that. She will give you the tour after the festival's activities. We don't need to live through that day if you have no need to go to the festival, but she has to do it. No, I always think there'd be fewer people in the tower during the festival. And if we cause trouble, then it'd be easier to cause. But it is entirely reasonable that we go after the festival and we still do whatever festival. I thought you were just trying to give Maeve an out of the ceremony if she didn't want to do it. I mean, that too. I mean, I wasn't planning on making any trouble with Maeve. <laughs> Maeve is ambitious and needs to fulfill all the requirements of her job. Ah, uh, that's true. But having finished the meal, and if your tower tour comes tomorrow evening, then Maeve will excuse herself. She will stand up. She will look to you and to Trewayne, and she says, she says, I will leave you two to compare notes, and uh, she leaves. Maeve has gone out, and Terwain uh, turns to you. She takes another drink. And says, did you say that you only just met her? Uh, earlier today. Well, it is nice to know that I have another brother. Yes, it is. It is good to reconnect with family. Uh, I was raised in the forest. It was a safe place. Uh, so I don't fault. Don't fault anyone for that. And you know what? It's a chaotic time, but that's in the past now. I did not even know I had another uncle. Yeah, we're going to have some questions. Their generation so, is very mysterious. So Terwain, like, takes her plate or her silver or whatever. And she, she wants like, to draw the family she tree. She wants to, like, connect up this tree. Okay, I'm, I'm game for that at all. Um, completely. Do we have more parchment? Let's pull that out. Oh, you would be the one who has parchment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, you open your thing We up. can put it on the back of the map. All right. Okay. It could be a family tree for it, too. There's, there's Maeve of the Manu right here. Okay. And some... Mysterious elvish lord named Anador. Okay, so. Who is apparently my uncle. Is supposedly my father. Ah, okay. Oh, good. I wasn't sure if you picked up on that. Well, my father's name is Rug. Rug, okay. She writes R U G G and draws a line from Maeve to him and draws a line down and then puts Terwain below that. Okay, so we're direct, we're first cousins, in fact. Oh, so. Uh, no, you are half siblings. Wait, say this part to me again. She takes Maeve and connects it to Rug, oh. draws a line down, and puts it to Wayne. Oh, I didn't realize that. You know what? I mean, Hepa would ask specifically, because she's not sure, because they use cousin a little bit more loosely, she yes. thinks, so the clan. Yes, but she did, after Maeve left, she did just say, and you perhaps thought she was using the word brother I, in a very broad yes, sense. Yes, I did think that. Oh, and she was using cut. So cousin and so kin. Ma- so Maeve is your mother as well? Yes. What is her line? No, it doesn't say that. But. So she draws a line from Maeve to Anador, trick down below it, Anador to some question mark that also has a Thrandalil attached to it. Oh, Thrandalil is his brother, which would so be my brother. Whoever your okay. grandparents are, question marks, they're probably still alive. 
Oh, my grandparents? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've talked about this before. No, but... Cornelia. Yeah, well, Camelia is my grandmother, and I assume she's still alive, but yeah. I don't know about grand. I feel like maybe grandfather's not. But you know what? They live a long time, so yes. All right, let's continue this wacky squiggle here. So then Thrandall... Thrandall, Nidanta, Hepalonia. And we'll put in Camelia and Grandma Camelia. Sure. And your Nisir, Nisir is your uncle? Yes, yeah, so you go you to Penna, my aunt. Thrandall's Your mother. Wife. Well... No, 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 I'm trying to think. I don't think that means she's... If Anador is my father, yeah. Randall is my uncle, his spouse would be my aunt. Not by blood, but by marriage. Yeah, yeah, okay, right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. The I'm seer thinking... would be like... Not related by blood. Not related by blood. Oh, yeah, okay. I was thinking of Nasir. The seer is yeah. the guy you see at the other side's family it's, Christmas. Yeah. Nasir is the brother of your aunt. Yes. Yeah, okay, sorry. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't think... And that's, that's when you finish the squiggle. And we draw a squiggly line from... You said there was some connection between you and Nasir? Oh, Nasir. I call Nasir dead. Okay. So, as far as I understand, he... Oh, this is like, I call Regina mother, because she is with my father. Ah, perfect. Wait, that's not... not exactly. She and Rug raised me during my later years. Is Rug a horse lord? Or is Regina a horse lord? Or are they both horse lords? My father and Regina are both born of the horse clan, as okay. I am myself, the child right. of Rug. Right. But no, but Maeve said she barely knew Nasir, so I'm not really sure how he's involved, except for maybe knowing Uncle Andador? He was... We had to filter in on so, so we'll put a line from you to Nasir, and we'll mark it Dad? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Oh, do you have other siblings? Mm-hmm. I have a brother whose mother, whose biological mother is Regina. He is quite junior to me. So he is of no... Well, oh, she like, adds Regina to the <laughs> rug and like draws as her brother and her, right. her half-brother. He's not a man and he's not an elf. Correct. He is in the horse line. Right, of course. Well, that makes more sense then. How was Uncle Nasir involved? He was at the incursion at his name. I mean, so wait... He probably knew, well, when did your parents, your parents well, have been together for a long time, I was right? born before you, right? I have no you idea. You two are close in age. You were born kind of like within a calendar year of each other. So definitely Clomelia was already born before. Okay, yeah. So it would yeah. be just. So he was already a known family member to your brother, to your dad. Your dad knew they were going to make an encampment or something. He's like, we're going to need water. He yeah, finds the best water to as he can. Then he knows, oh, that's No, no, I understand how he was involved in that. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe, oh, maybe. He, was, he, was, he was the one who had to pick me up. Right. When his and him had to retreat. But why not just put you in our family directly under Uncle Thranadil? I don't know. They were thinking Nasir's... I mean, Nasir did a great job. I wouldn't ask for anyone else. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying he isn't. Perhaps he wanted a child, or... I don't think he stole me. (laughs) (laughs) I suspect he was ordered to take care of me until Anador came back. Anador never came back. I have a big question about this. One question. I have ads on there. So the reverse side of the map map is now a very convoluted family tree, which includes a list of questions that Hepa has. Yeah, she's not even there. I mean, because she doesn't want to offend anybody, but there's already a fam- like a family unit, and Nasir was unattached, so she's not quite sure how N- Nasir got roped into taking care of a child. Yeah, but, when, it, when, but there was already two kids in that family unit. That's already a lot for an Elvish family. One of whom is a baby, approximately the same age as you. Yeah. I don't know. That, I mean... Twins, not very common in Elvish. I don't know the specifics of it unless it's because the half-elf thing Hepa's not going to say. But that if it would be, actually, if it was like Mother's, like, no, let's have Nasir do it, and she'd probably need to do it. I wouldn't put it. Hepa, like, blames Mother for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably Mother's fault. There's a good chance of that. Yeah, I don't think that's going to get any more convoluted or any less pretty crazy family dream. But we, can, we, got that sort of we can fill in more, so then... I think we filled in enough. But I'm still curious about how, like, do you know how Alric is related in Cersei's? And uh, uh, what was his name? Terwain. Demar? Demar. As far as Terwain knows, 
Maeve and Cersei's are not related by blood. Tyrion only just met Alric and didn't really meet him. She just ordered a drink from him. So your giant tree here, you know that the Maul is uh, all with Rick's uncle, right, but right. as far as you know, not connected in any way. We can put like a leaf or like a, a separate thing on the edge in case. So the Manu clan are not all related by blood? I, Presumably I mean, at one point. Like the horse clans, there's a whole bunch of different like familial lines and everything like that, but it, it, like you wouldn't be like able to necessarily say how you were related to everybody else in the horse clan. Okay, so clan doesn't necessarily I mean, you, you mean... You need to really be marrying like outside your bloodline, or that's not healthy. Yeah. GM Jennifer here. Going into this family dinner, I was not sure at what point the players would figure out that Terwain was Trick's half-sister. The secret benefited from the fact that the relationship between Terwain and Maeve is somewhat chilly. Still, I thought some of the license Maeve took with Terwain might tip them off. When it became clear that the players were still not getting it, not even after Terwain called Trick her brother, that's when I decided a diagram was necessary. Sometimes you just can't beat a visual aid. The family tree is up on our website if you're interested in double-checking your comprehension, too. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at delborovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.